DeBoer guided the Huskies to a Pac-12 championship this season. Now he will be trying to win SEC and national championships as the next head coach of Alabama. Let's bring in an Alabama alum, Lance Taylor, from the next round live. Kind enough to join us here on Amber and Ian. And Lance, I just mentioned there, you went to Bama along with Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm not going to ask you the dirty stories from your college days. I am going to ask you your opinion here as Kalen DeBoer has huge shoes to fill at your alma mater. Well, look, uh, Amber, nobody is going to, and by the way, yes, I will keep Ian's secret sacred. Um, I got him on you too, LT. I got him on you too, coach. I know you do. I know that's the way it works both ways, Amber, and not on terrestrial radio. We can't do it. Um, (laughs) But I think, you know, it's going to be impossible to replicate what Nick Saban has done. I mean, he's arguably the greatest coach in American uh, team history. And, I just believe for the best available candidates that were out there, Kalen DeBoer is a slam dunk home run hire for Greg Byrne. And just because you win the press conference doesn't necessarily you win uh, championships. And because I'll tell you this, uh, the last couple of days, Alabama fans are like, what is going on? This is Brian Harson 2.0 at Auburn. This is a Pacific Northwest guy that can't recruit. He's got no ties. He doesn't know what he's doing. And all I would say to those people that pointed out that this guy's in his composite uh, recruiting rankings in two years was in the 50s, if you can do that in the 50s and play for a national championship and beat Dan Lanning three times and to beat Lincoln Riley multiple times and to beat Sarkeesian multiple times and play for a national championship, what can you do with maybe the best job in college football right now with all the resources in the world? So I think DeBoer is an incredible hire. Um, again, it's going to be impossible to replicate what Nick Saban has done. But if I'm an Alabama fan, I'm more than excited about this hire. Uh, to your point, LT, and I don't know how many people realize this, uh, Kalen DeBoer's career record as a head coach is 104-12. Seven 11 win seasons in nine years. As you mentioned, 5-0 and against Sark and Lanning and a trip to the Natty in year two. And zero incidents off the field. So when you when you hear all of that, and by the way, I mean, we've gotten to know him really well. I mean, really well the last year and a half. We, I, we had him five times this year, not including the Alamo Bowl last year. He's a people person, man. But when he, if he has to jump your ass, he will. I mean, he, he's, he's a heck of a coach and a heck of a, of a people person. So when you hear all of that as a guy who's covered Alabama football for damn near 25 years, your reaction is what? I think it's awesome. And, and look, here's the thing. Uh, I said this a few weeks ago that I believe win or lose in the college football playoffs, win or lose the national championship, I think the board's established himself as a top five coach going into next season. But it's going to be different from what you get with Nick Saban. You know, Nick Saban, and this is no shot on Nick Saban, most coaches have that big ego. Kalen DeBoer doesn't have that ego. And with Nick Saban, it really was – Nick Saban was the face of the program. Now, DeBoer might initially be the face of the program, but he's a player's coach. And, you know, talking to people close to that program, the players are the guys that, you know, they're the ones that kind of define what's going on in the program. It doesn't necessarily start with Kalen DeBoer. And you just saw what he was able to develop this year. And I don't know about you, Ian. I know you've been covering uh, college football as long or longer than me, but uh, this is the best healthiest year in their final year that I ever saw the Pac-12. And he ran through that conference undefeated. And he never lost to a ranked team until this past Monday night against Michigan. And now to have the resources of Alabama 
And to have a guy that is media friendly, um, it's just, it's refreshing. It's cool. It's going to be a change of pace. Uh, But I think it's something that Alabama fans will uh, get to or get used to faster or quicker than, than, than Lair. Lance Taylor from the next round live joining us here on Amber and Ian. All right, Lance, let's get to your bread and butter here in terms of handicapping. But I want to start with the temperatures that these games are going to potentially be facing across the entire country. There might be some record lows popping up places, probably not down here in Sarasota, Florida. But there is a team from Florida that has to travel to Kansas City, and it's supposed to be negative 30 degrees. Lance, as a Floridian, I, I, I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. I considered going to this game, and I'm like, I, ju- I can't. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I could physically do it because I don't know what to do with negative 30 as a handicapper. And you're looking at this thing. How does that wind chill affect how you're seeing this one? Well, you look at ESPN bet right now, and I don't know exactly what they've got the total at, but this thing opened at 42 and a half, right around that. I think it's dropped to. Some shops have got it 34, 34 and a half. And I think it's all about the wind chill. Well below zero when they kick this thing off. And I will say this, Amber, um, I am a diehard Rams guy, but there ain't a chance in hell I'm going to a game where they send out a warning that you need to have every single piece of your skin covered because it is, quote, <laughs> dangerous conditions. Ain't happening. I love my couch. I love watching these really miserable weather games from afar, especially when it's snowing, as bad as the Patriots and Jets was this past weekend. I had it on one of the main TVs just because I wanted to watch the flurries from my couch. Uh, with all that said, the Dolphins of the postseason, um, you know, they are 6-13, and 13, two of 6-13 and 13 when the temperature is under 70 degrees at kick. Uh, I know the kid's from Hawaii. I know he plays in Miami. He played in Tuscaloosa. That ain't a good record. Um, and it's going to be well below that, as I said, wind, wind chills around or well below zero uh, degrees at kick. Uh, so I think that is going to be one of the major storylines here. On the other side, though, you know, when you look at the Chiefs' lack of uh, skill talent this year, they led the NFL in drop passes. Now you're playing in these conditions. Tyreek Hill, his first game back. I mean, there's some cool storylines here. LT is one of the best handicappers that I've ever been around. We've known him 30 years. Uh, follow him on, on, on Twitter, at the Lance Taylor, and also check out his website, lanceslock.com. He's only had one losing season in, what, the Lance last 15 years? I'm going off the top of my head. I mean, it's... Uh, it's yeah, I think, I, think, I think two total, um, but you know what? We've got off to a great 2024 start. And when you're talking about football, we were 3-0 and on Monday night for the national championship. We had Michigan, we had the under, we had Blake Corum's over rushing yards. So we throw in some player props. We're coming off a of 4-3 and three in college basketball. And, you know, depending on where you shopped it, hopefully ESPN bet. Uh, we lost two of those games officially by a half a point, but maybe you got them and maybe you went 6-1. and one. So college basketball... NBA, the NFL playoffs, uh, we do it all. Yep, at, at Lance'sLock.com. That, that total on Miami-Kansas City holding right now on ESPN bet at 43.5. Pittsburgh-Buffalo down to 33.5. Buffalo a 9.5-point favorite. They're talking about, like, you know, it feels like 
the North Pole. Like, I mean, feet, I mean, like like two or three feet of snow. Transportation's going to be insane. 65-mile-an-hour wind gusts for Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Is this a stay away for you, or do you go ahead and hammer the under now on a Friday for a Sunday game? Yeah, Ian, I think a lot of people are hammering the under. And this is really the total that I should have talked about, opening around 43 and now dropping to 34. Uh, as you said, the, the, the winds are going to be the problem here. I don't know if you'll see a kicker in this game. I mean, if, if it's fourth and two or three, I think both Sean McDermott and Mike Tomlin will take a look at going for this. And the problem you've got if you're Pittsburgh, you've won three consecutive games. Mason Rudolph is 3-0 and in those starts. He's yet to turn the football over in those starts, but it still is Mason Rudolph. And you're going against Josh Allen, a guy they drafted out of Wyoming to be able to play in these conditions. And Josh Allen, when he's on, he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And when he's off, boy, he can turn it over at a massive level. Uh, For Pittsburgh, it's going to be all about the combination of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren running the football. Uh, It's hard to believe it's been seven years since this great organization, the Steelers, have won a playoff game. Um, no T.J. Watt with that left knee injury I think is going to be a problem. And just to, just to emphasize that, since he was drafted in 2017, they're 1-10 with him on the sideline. So these former college um, teammates at William & Mary, um, I think I would lay the points here and I would play the Buffalo Bills. I just don't see any offense whatsoever out of Pittsburgh. And by the way, Sean McDermott 3-1 and against his former college teammate in Mike Tomlin. Lance Taylor, Lance'sLock.com. Give me something on the Browns-Texans. Uh, Browns-Texans, you've got the oldest quarterback in the postseason, Amber, it, which will be 39 years old three days after this game is played tomorrow against the youngest quarterback out there, and C.J. Stroud at 22, which has had a monster rookie year. He's going to be your rookie offense player of the year, no doubt about it, with over 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, only five picks. Uh, Joe Flacco almost even older than D'Amico Rines, the head coach for Houston. <laughs> um, th- think about Joe Flacco, man. I mean, you trust him. He's got seven playoff road wins. Um, they've covered seven straight, or at least Joe Flacco, as a starting quarterback in the postseason, has covered seven straight playoff starts. Uh, there's something about this Texans team and something about D'Amico Rines. And these guys playing together, and you saw it, even with Jonathan Taylor completely gashing that defense last Saturday night, they were able to find a way to win it. You saw them in the locker room celebrating. Uh, they love D'Amico Rines. They love C.J. Stroud. I've just got a feeling C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson didn't play in the first meeting against Cleveland this year. I think it's kind of a revenge game, kind of like Houston plus the two and a half. At least that's the number I'm seeing right now at ESPN Bet. All right, quickly give us a thought on, on one of the, the Sunday slates, uh, whether it's Green Bay, Dallas, uh, or your Rams at Detroit, which is a remarkable story, right? I mean, you know, you know my brother Devin, you guys know each other well, uh, Coach Stafford there in Detroit for six years. He goes back you know, against the guy that he was traded for and Jared Goff. I mean, it's, it's insane. And the history between Green Bay and Dallas. It, it, give us a thought on either one of these games, your strongest lean for either one of the, of the other Sunday tilts for Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, I'll go to Detroit, Ian, because I think it is one of the best storylines we've ever seen in the wild card weekend. Because I'll never forget, as a Rams fan, 2021 of March, I was in a restaurant. My phone starts blowing up. I thought somebody had died. I saw that Matt Stafford had been <laughs> traded to L.A. And all I could think about two things. I believe the Rams are going to win a Super Bowl being all in because I thought Stafford was that good. And then I felt really bad for Jared Goff because I thought his career was pretty much over being sent 
to Detroit, and this is one of those few win-wins for both organizations. And Brad Holmes, give him credit, the Lions general manager, to have the vision here. But this is the first Lions home playoff game since 1993, looking for that first postseason game win since 1991. And this is the first ever postseason game with quarterbacks going against their former teams. But when you look at the Rams, fully healthy, the offensive line has played out of their minds. The difference maker has been Kyron Williams, a running back nobody's talking about. When you've got Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, all on the same field with Matt Stafford, they're averaging 30 points right at per game and 400 yards per game. I think the back end of the Lions defense is going to have a problem with that. Scares me a little bit that Dan Campbell and the Lions got jobbed against Dallas. They should be the number one seed. But I still think the more pressure is on the lines in Jared Goff. I think the Rams' offense will be a little too much here. I like the Rams plus three, according to ESPN Bet right now. Lance Taylor, you can find him on the next round live. Also check him out, lanceslock.com. Thanks so much, Lance. You guys are the best. So you just heard Lance talking about that Rams-Lions game. We... Coming up next, they're going to tell you why Rams fans and Lions fans, sorry to say it, why your team's not going to win the Super Bowl. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Why your team won't win the Super Bowl. Oh, no! We suck again! With Amber and E. There's a chance we won't win? There's always a chance that you won't win. And that Unless chance right now... Well, no, that no strong chance that the Chiefs Unless won't win another Chiefs. Super Bowl this season, and also a chance that the Rams and the Lions will not win a Super Bowl this season. Those two teams face off on Sunday, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern. Detroit favored by three points at home. Another cold game, and it's funny that we're not even talking yeah, about they're Detroit. In a, they're in a dome, though. The they're game. in a dome. They're fine. I mean, they're fine, except for the fans. That's always under overlooked, right? When you're getting places and there's 400 feet of snow outside because this winter storm is going across the entire U.S. and there's record lows across the entire U.S. Maybe not down here in Florida so much. But anyways, I digress. The Rams and the Lions are going to be there and they're going to be squaring off. But you got to tell me why neither of those teams are winning the Super Bowl. Go ahead. The San Francisco 49ers. Whomever wins this game, congratulations. And a full disclaimer here. My brother coached for the Lions for six years. Matthew Stafford, there with him for six years. So, and I had the, uh, the Rams last year, you know, when he was in concussion protocol and 
had a chance to catch up with him on the sidelines. And Matthew Stafford is one of the classiest guys you're ever going to meet when it comes to an athlete, a person. I mean, it, it doesn't. It, he, he's just awesome. Going back to Detroit, I guarantee you, for he and his wife, this is bittersweet, Amber. Every off day, which for people who don't know, the off day is on Tuesdays. He and his wife, for damn near a decade, would go and take books and, and read books to inner city kids in Detroit. That city means a lot to him. So this is bittersweet for him. I mean, this is not one of those where Matthew Stafford's going back going, I'm going to whip your ass because I can't stand you. This is, a very, this is not an easy one for him. There's no doubt in my mind. But bottom line is this. When it comes to why the Rams won't win the Super Bowl or the Lions won't win the Super Bowl, it has nothing to do with this particular game. It has everything to do with the San Francisco 49ers. Both of these teams are teams that you felt like at points in the season, eh, you know, you felt nervous about. Now, obviously, the Lions have been stronger this season than the Rams, the way that the Rams started this season. And when you looked at the Rams roster this season and you only recognized one name on that entire defense, it didn't feel like the expectations were, frankly, very high for the team that won a Super Bowl not all that long ago with the guy that they got in a trade from Detroit. The storylines are so good here with Matthew Stafford and with Jared Goff. It writes itself, this game. Uh, It's going to be one of the more fun matchups, I think, of the entire weekend. But it's the way that the, the Rams started. It's getting hot there at the end. Yes, they have certainly worked it out. Matthew Stafford missed multiple games this season. But they're not that same team. They're still, even though... They've been more dominant of late. They're still not that same team with this roster construction. Yes, they are getting a lot from a couple of their rookies, but they're still not the same as they were when they won the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions, they're a team that I've been hearing now the last couple years. Oh, it's Lions. It's the Lions, particularly last season. They were a very trendy pick. It was a little too soon. It seems a little bit more realistic now at where we're at with Detroit. But go ahead. What were you gonna I was going to say, Stafford, he, he only missed one game this year. I think he missed two. So, but it, it, it wasn't multiple two. games. Well, he, he, he sat for a game, right, for half a game, right? But, I mean, yeah, I think he missed. A he had a hell of a year. I mean, I, I mean, he was healthy. And, and Williams coming in a running back, man, uh, you're talking about a late round draft pick out of Notre Dame, had some fumble early on, but he has really hit his stride, nearly 1,200 yards rushing for the second year back out of Notre Dame. And that defense, they're stalking guys. This, is, I mean, I talked about this three weeks ago with Joe Fortenball. This, this is a team right now that no one was really talking about. That They're playing some damn good ball. Detroit, you better come in with your chin strap, chin strap buckled a little tighter and get ready to swap some paint. Now, I know your, your head coach, Dan Campbell, will have you ready. But, man, this Lions team, I mean, be ready because L.A.'s coming, and they are playing outstanding ball right now, led by their quarterback in Matthew Stafford with a remarkable rookie wideout at a BYU in Pukunukua, Cooper Cup, Williams. I mean, damn, Amber, this team is playing great ball, yet nobody is really talking about them. I mean, the Lions have a couple of rookies that have been balling out this season as well in Gibbs and Laporta. 
these both of these teams have been playing. Now the Rams, that's true, yes, but the Rams started three and six on the season. The Lions had that, they faltered a little bit. The cracks in the foundation started showing starting with that Thanksgiving game. We're supposed to be saying why they're not going to win, Ian. Not why they're going to win. You're giving me. You're I gave you San Francisco. I gave you San Fran. San Fran is the reason neither one of these teams is winning the Super Bowl. I'm talking about this particular game is why I think the Rams do win the game on the road. But neither one of these really? teams are winning. Yeah, I think I think the Rams go in and win in Detroit. I do. Detroit matched the franchise record for victories this season. That mark was set back in 1991. It won its fifth division title and the first since capturing the NFC Central back in 1993. Nineteen ninety-three, the NFC Central. That was the Utah last State's pr- the pride of Utah State. The lefty right was playing quarterback back then. Right? It's wild. Am I wrong? There are storylines galore. I don't. I don't have to look it up. Gosh, I don't. I. I, I, I and give me my NFC Central knowledge from nineteen ninety-three. up in there. I will defer to you for that Lions team. Uh, it's amazing what what they've gotten done, and I think it would be wildly disappointing if they end up losing this game at home. Amber and Ants presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to save you money when you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters. You'll earn a multi-policy discount, easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. Calm. Ian keeps not understanding the game. He keeps giving me reasons why everyone's winning the Super Bowl, but you are right. The 49ers standing in the way of both of those teams. Gotta get coming, more negative. Coming up, he's very positive. Coming up next here, <laughs> we actually have to give you our Pick'em Challenge. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. So the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge now enters the postseason with everybody at zeros once again. Okay, we had the regular season, the regular season champions, unsurprisingly, the dude who works for ESPN bet. Okay, I mean, it's Carlin versus Joe. I don't even think they should count. Nevertheless, well, why should they? Because Joe, he's got access to information that I don't have access. To yeah, there's. Oh, well, I do. There's a lot of information. Bet your hands bleed. Bet your hands bleed. We went thirty nine, twenty two, and two on the year. We had a hell of yes, a year but- against a number here on ES on ESPN Radio with Amber and Ian. But you weren't here on Friday, so you were never. I was not part of the, the Pick'em ESPN- Challenge. Yes, correct. And so that gave Carlin and Joe. An unfair advantage. Nevertheless, those Amber's guys won. really bad at this. Up. I just want you to know, she's was, really was, bad at this. I'm bad at this. Well, it's what's funny is that, is, bad. is that every week I try to, but I, I most often went with what whoever was filling in went like was deciding because I was like, okay, oh, my picks aren't working. Here. And no, I, I did I not though? I, I literally tried I to go with picks from, okay, 
All right, James, you would in your Chiefs hoodie. Uh, so anyways, yes, oh, I was not very good at it. So I just started deferring to all the different fill-ins and all the different fill-ins proved to be very bad at it as well. So we, at the end of the regular season, we were in a situation where we could have lost and there was a trophy for the loser. And Greeny was at the bottom of the rankings the entire regular season. So James decided we should go after the loser trophy. So we just started picking opposite of Greeny, and we still couldn't lose. We still He's could so- not obtain the trophy because Greeny is not me? much As worse bad as thing. Amber is at doing this, Greeny is far worse. It is, right, now, uh, it is I, impressive. Th- this is a, a remarkable wagering tip as a former bookie. I, I, I promise you, I have never heard a man every year in, year out, be more pathetic at, at trying to handicap games against the number than Mike Greenberg. And he embraces it. But I I want to make this full disclaimer. And Amber and Ian, when it comes to our status, I had nothing to do with where we finished up in the regular Correct. season. Yes, absolutely. Right. You had None. nothing to nothing. do with this. You were yeah. not, you were not here for Amber any of that. Amber and so- her terrible picks. It was not me. Uh, uh, hold it was on now, me. Coach. It was Co- me and every single right. rotating. I got your back I on, on that. The buck. She's passing the buck. While you, you, you were cheating on me, it's fine. It, I, that, it, I, I wasn't cheating on you. I was on the road in production meetings or with dinners your with crew. College football sidelines job. Okay, you're <laughs> over there hobnobbing with everybody in the world of college football, and, and you love that part because half that comes into here with with big name guests that I meet on the road. So there you go. All comes together. That is factual. So now we are at a point in the postseason where everyone is zeroed out. We are all on an even playing field, and Ian Fitzsimmons is in the saddle. So he is here. He will be Let's in go. on making these picks. Let's go. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's start with the Saturday games here. Browns at the Houston Texans, 4.30 p.m. kickoff. The line right now on ESPN bet, the Browns are favored by one and a half, but we're not using that one. Because when the other radio shows started picking this thing, the line was at the at two and a half for the Browns. So we're going to pick against that one. So Browns minus two and a half. Who you got? Give me the Texans. Uh, talking to, to D'Amico Ryan's head coach of the Texans on the field before the national championship. Man, this guy has an aura about him and a confidence about him that is second to none. And I th- I just feel like as great as that Browns defense is. The 38-year-old Joe Flacco, the clock is about to hit midnight, Amber, and he's about to turn into a pumpkin with that Texans defense. I like to go with the Texans plus two and a half on this number. Right now it's two on ESPN bet, but as far as our ESPN wager deal thingy going, yeah, give me the Texans plus two and a half. I would not. Choose that same way. Because I love that. Love it. Love it. Me, Feeling good. If Feeling this good. was up to me, I see this matchup slightly differently. Cleveland has the best defense in the National Football League, and I'm not just saying that as an opinion. That's true statistically as well. Miles Garrett, obviously, with 14 stacks. Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson Jr. Those guys are locked down there for that passing game. And C.J. Stroud, we know what he's done this season. Not to take anything away from him. But this is a whole new ball game now when you're in a wild card playoff situation for a rook and a rookie head coach. I would take the Browns because Love I believe it. in that Love defense it. because they are being led by Flacco, who has had success here with the Browns down the stretch. And you are talking about a former Super Bowl MVP, even if he's 38 years old. However, 
we will go with Ian Fitzsimmons picks because like James said, I'm bad at this and you haven't gotten an opportunity yet to represent Amber and Ian dolphins at chiefs. This is the game. Chiefs by a million. Negative 30. Harry, shut off his mic. Negative 30 degree (laughs) wind chill. The Chiefs are favored by four and a half at home, according to ESPN bet. Ian Fitzsimmons, who you got? Yeah, you're going to like it. Uh, But yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, Lay the four and a half. And part of it is, and I'll I'll be honest, you know, right now, 58% 58% of the wagers are on the Chiefs, and then you've got a lot of money coming in, meaning 55% of the money is on, and I know folks that the math doesn't add up. It's a matter of percentages to each different one. There are two separate, completely, and different categories. So 58% of the wagers are coming in on the, the Chiefs. 55% versus 45% of the money is on Miami which is a little bit shocking to me. But having said all of that, you're going in. I, I've been there, and it was only negative 17 degrees. It was the coldest I have ever been in my life. That offense, with your fish, frozen. Give me the Chiefs, minus the four and a half. And I think it's going to be a close game and low scoring. But by, by the way, bet your hands bleed. Take the under 44 right now. Under 44, that's a bet your hands bleed pick at, when we are 39, 22, and 2 on that number. But as far as the ESPN wager goes, I'll lay, I'll lay the four and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Tua Tungavaloa led the NFL in passing yards this season. The Dolphins led the NFL in total offense. They led the NFL in passing offense as well. This offense was electric for the huge majority of the season. They had a two-game lead, though, in the AFC East. They coughed it all up there down the stretch no and Bradley fell apart, Chum. and in large part because of the injuries to this team, and nope. particularly on defense. They're going into this game with no pass rush. Patrick Mahomes has not looked great this season, frankly. He hasn't had anybody catching the football when he's thrown it to them. Uh, they've loved to drop the football this season. I doubt that they're going to be any better catching the football in negative 30-degree wind chill. But I think both of these teams, it's going to end up being who can stop the run. I would imagine both of these teams are going to be relying on it a lot. The problem with this Dolphins defense is they are very, very banged up. They have some questionable injuries even on offense going into this one. Obviously, the Fish from Miami. They don't necessarily do great. Negative 30. We hear the stats about Tua and cold weather games. They're a little skewed because Tua hasn't played many cold weather games because he's played in Alabama and he's played in Florida and he's from Hawaii. Hawaii. (laughs) So it hasn't been a ton of cold weather for him to prove otherwise. Nevertheless, the statistics are there. If you want to go with Chiefs, you go with the Chiefs. I'm going to be rooting my tail off for the Dolphins and I'm still going to come in here gloating like hail on Monday. When the Dolphins get it done over James Steele's Chiefs, let's talk. Sorry, Amber. Let's talk about the Steelers by and the Buffalo Bills. Twenty-five, maybe that game also thirty on us. Oh no, it's sorry. The Steelers and the Bills are on Sunday. Now we're going to the Sunday game. Steelers Bills Bills favored by nine and a half right now, according to ESPN. That's a big bet. But when they were picking this game, one p.m. Sunday. Uh, They were picking it with the Bills favored by 10. So let's use that spread. So, Al, the radio shows are even. What you got? 
I'm, I'm going to guess that every show has gone with the Steelers plus the points in a low-scoring game. It's a big I can, and, I, and I agree with go ahead, that. Go ahead, talk, go ahead and talk about it. Maybe I'll take a little gander at some of these emails here. Well, I'm going to guarantee you, I would say everybody but maybe Fortinball went with Steelers. I'm, 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 and that's, that's my guess. I love the under in this game. I got it two days ago at 36. Right now it's at, on ESPN Bet, 33.5, 34. Win, they, they have wind gusts of 65 miles an hour in right. this game. Damn, right? That's worse. Is that worse than the cold? I feel like, I mean, given this game, well, it's going to be stupid cold, it, too. It, it, it's not just a foot of snow. It's feet, right? I mean, it, it, they're expecting like Buffalo, 24 inches. They're offering people $20 an hour and free food to come shovel the stu- snow You have to be 18 years of age, That's right? That's a real thing. You have to be 18 yeah, years like, of age. there's rules if you meet, right. They're begging- Unbelievable. If you're eligible... They'll pay you 20 bucks an hour in free food to come shovel snow out of the stadium. 20 bucks an hour, 18 years or older in Buffalo. It's like an APB. Please, God, come help us get this stadium ready on Sunday, and we're sitting here on Friday. That's the, that, that's the conditions we're talking about. I love the under. I'm bet to your hands bleed. But because everybody and their mama are taking the Steelers plus the points, you know what I do? I'm a contrarian. Give me the bills. I'll lay the 10. Okay. The, uh, I'm okay with that. From a, from a quick going... gander at the emails, yep. uh, the morning show, Unsportsmanlike, and obviously um, uh, Carla Mercy Joe are the only two that went uh, Steelers. The other ones went bills? Yep, lots of bills. Well, the so other one split. just being Fitz and Harry. Or. So we're split. Freddie and Freddie and Harry. Freddie and Harry went, yeah, went. You went old school right there. Bills. <laughs> yeah, I went old school. Sorry, that was. So we're split. Uh, uh, Freddie and Harry. That scares me a little bit. Okay. All right. Went Bills, but that's it. That's the only other show, right? What? Who am I? Or did Greeny? Oh, Greeny went Bills. Yeah. So, so I think we're. I, I, yeah, Greeny went Bills. Yeah, that's what it says. Yep, Bills oh, minus ten. On, yeah, Crap. I think. I think we got. To <laughs> now this. you're reconsidering your whole life. We really need to rethink this. I think. Ugh. I think the Bills are so much better than the no Steelers. No TJ Watt, though. No, I'm staying with it. No, no. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. We're no TJ Watt for the Steelers uh, is unbelievably ugly. Uh, it, I, I just think the Bills are in such a better situation. Of course, that's the rope dope that you fall for. Without having TJ Watt, the three-time first-team All-Pro, Pittsburgh is 1-10 since drafting TJ Watt. Back in 2017, yeah, they have won one here. game yeah, we're, without TJ Watt since 2017. Number. Greeny going Bills scares me, but that's all right. We're, we're going to stay with it. It really does. I mean, right, it terrifies we got, me. We got, we got more games to do, though, so the pressure's still on. We will get to those coming up next. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. All right, pressure is on. We already picked the three AFC games. Now we're moving on to the NFC. So let's start things off. Hammer and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. He is back. He is here to make picks. He was not here. He was not involved in our picks in the regular season. So he is here now in the postseason. He is coming for you, Greeny and Carlin and Joe and 
the Freddie and Harry unsportsmanlike. He's coming for all of you. This Ian Fitzsimmons, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys. They will square off Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Dallas right now favored by seven on ESPN. Ooh. Bet that's where we're picking them. How do you like this? One, I would not bet it. I would stay away from the actual number. I would take the over 50 and a half. I will bet to your hands bleed on that one. That's another bet to your hands bleed pick. By the way, if you are just tuning in, under 34 in the Pittsburgh-Buffalo game, under 44 in the Miami-Kansas City game, I bet to your hands bleed picks. But when it comes to the ESPN Pick'em Challenge, this is hard. I, I I wouldn't touch it. So I think that, that number is right where it should be, Amber. So it's it's a lean. Give me Green Bay. Wow. I'll, I'll take the seven. Goodness. That okay. Alrighty. If you don't uh, like that, it, I love it. I mean, now I might actually I, play it. Yeah, if you don't like it, yeah. because hearing about yeah, your your run. This. Give me, if you hate it, oh, hell, hold on a minute, add that, bet to your hands, bleed, Green (laughs) Bay, Green Bay, plus seven. I'm not as bad at this as Greeny. What did Greeny say? If Greeny hates it, then you definitely should absolutely bet it. Where'd We have that? He's the one. James is looking right now. Here's the deal. I just think the Dallas Cowboys are so much better than the Green Bay Packers, and I think Jordan loves a great story, and I think the Packers season has already been a success this season. You got everything you wanted if you're a Packers fan, right? You're back in the postseason. You got you got to figure out that Jordan he did Love something isn't Aaron Rodgers couldn't the future do. there. Right? They're back in the postseason. Week 18, <laughs> at home, yep. win a game to get into the postseason. Aaron Rodgers couldn't get it done. Jordan Love and his boys did. Uh, Greeny so you, took the Cowboys. Yeah. Yes! So there you have it. Me and Greeny on the same page. That is always a recipe for disaster. That absolutely means that the Packers are going to cover. Uh, I would have gone Dallas in this one. You you can say that you know there there could be. I guess Dallas's pass defense at times has struggled this season. They they did give up at least 284 passing yards to the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Dolphins down the stretch. So Jordan Love he could try to keep things close. Stephon Gilmore with that shoulder. I think is Dallas an issue. is so good. It is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. I don't agree with it. I think Dallas is too good. Whatever. We'll see. Let's roll. Rams. What well, can't do any Lions. worse, right? And you all did in the regular season. Oh, no. We no, could no, no, technically we cannot. do worse. We could do worse than Greeny. Well, that's true. That is true. We, we did not lose the regular season. Wait, Amber agrees with Greeny on a game, damn. I mean, I'll bet your mortgage on the other way. I mean, let's go. <laughs> Rams. I think I'm offended. Rams at Lions. <laughs> 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. The Lions favored by three points in this game. What would you do with this one? I'm going Rams plus three. Um, I think they actually might win the game. They are one of the hottest teams in football. They're healthy. Um, Williams coming back. I know he had some fumbleitis a few weeks ago, but he's damn near 1,200 yards on the ground. Uh, and Matthew Stafford has been absolutely sensational. You have a rookie of the year candidate in, in Pukunukua. Cooper Cup is hitting his stride. And defensively, they got a lot of young boy dog warriors that are just hunting right now. So, 
I hate. I mean, I love Dan Campbell and his, you know, morning espressos and his dippy treats. But I like Matthew Stafford going home, getting a dub. Give me the. I'll, I'll take the points. I'd probably take the Lions here, uh, but just because of where this game is, and that's why they're getting that three point bump. I don't feel great about it, frankly. I've hesitated on the Lions all season long, and then I had the audacity to finally take them on Thanksgiving, and you can see how that worked out for me, right? This Lions team, I haven't been as hot on them as everybody else has been on this Detroit team. They didn't win the division, something that they hadn't accomplished since 1993. Uh, It's been a heck of a season for Detroit. Dan Campbell, he's always good for the sound bites. Is he good for the postseason wins? Remains to be seen. We're going to find out. We know that the Rams are, so they have that experience. I would take Detroit with this game in Detroit, but with the storylines on both sides of this thing, Matthew Stafford going back home for the first time since he got traded from Detroit. Jared Goff there with something absolutely to prove there in Detroit. There's a lot in this game to unpack. I'll just defer, though, to what Ian Fitzsimmons is saying. (laughs) And I'm only going with the Rams. Because you're going with the Rams. That's it. Just let the record reflect. What did what it maybe it listen, if Greeny if Greeny also wanted to Where'd trade, go? then Ian's sitting pretty time? Eagles. Uh, we'll let James figure that out He'll while we set way. up Eagles Bucks Monday night this football, eight fifteen PM Eastern. Eagles favored by three on the road. Damn. Greeny took the Rams. Ooh, Son of a in the plot thickens. So Eagles favored on the road by three, uh, but man, the Eagles have been trending downwards. The Bucks ended up finishing the season strong. Baker's had arguably the best season of his career. Yeah, I mean, this is hard because you have, and this is not a cold weather game. If anybody no, was curious, you, you have Jalen Hurts, you know, with that finger on on his throwing hand. I mean, yep. Jason Kelsey Apparently getting still frustrated with his brother on the podcast. You know, I mean, it, it was great pod. It is. This is a very difficult game to try and handicap. So this is not one where I would bet I'm not going to place a wager on this game. But since we have to do it here on the ESPN Radio Pick'em, give me the home team. Uh, I'll take. Oh, you know what? Hold on. This, on get up. I think box. everyone took Tampa. No. Give me the Eagles. That can't be true. They did. No. Really? I, 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 no. Yeah, Ugh, everybody I would took take Tampa, Tampa here. on get up. Give me the Eagles. Uh, I'll, I'll lay the points. Come on. Let's okay, go. fine. Oh, we'll go with what Ian says. For the record, I would have taken Tampa here. The Eagles have uh, the worst better. defense in the National Football League. Statistically, truly, genuinely, one of the very worst defenses in the entire NFL through the regular season. But fine, whatever. Hassan Reddick, maybe he'll have a field day. That Bucks offense has given up multiple <laughs> sacks in the last few games. We're going to just defer to Ian Fitzsimmons with this one. I guess we're taking the Eagles on the road. Coming up next. And hey, hey, hey this doesn't work out. I'm going to have more input next week, but we'll see. Coming up next. Come on with Hugh it. Myers is also normally good at this betting Go thing. Chiefs. He's coming up alongside Go Myron Metcalf. Go Dolphins!